0: Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast, I'm Eddie McGee It's your boy K, thanks Alright, we're back, episode 82, man uh, Let's get right into it uh, Yesterday, Saturday Me and Keith went to a boxing event uh, I had a lot of I don't know how many local boxers they had It had, uh, Mike Dallas was definitely one, He was one of them mm-hmm. And then there was that that guy, the caveman guy He was also local, right?
1: Miguel Contreras Yeah,
0: Miguel Contreras mm-hmm. Yeah, Really good fights, uh, really good talent there uh people were giving it they're all out there man and uh uh Floyd Mayweather senior he popped up out of nowhere it's mm-hmm. kind of random but he was out there you know showing the showing up the some love and whatnot. Mm-hmm. um but it was definitely a cool event uh shout out to Ryan Ryan Padilla from uh Back to Back Fitness uh has a that's a huge facility Ryan and Bar Ibarra. Ryan Bar Ibarra. I'm tripping I was like so, who the heck is Ryan so, Padilla, so Ryan, Padilla. <laughs> Ryan Ibarra. sorry about yeah. that yeah yeah no <laughs> my old coach <laughs> shout out to him yeah shout out to ryan uh-huh. yeah that's that's a nice facility um mm-hmm. but yeah man it was definitely uh it was definitely a lot of good fights there mm-hmm. um I, my my biggest issue though was just the people though like the the people that came out to watch the fight i don't think a lot of them were very respectful to the fighters mm-hmm. uh, people were showing up while the fights were going on chatting and shit and being loud and Trying to be cool Like bro Just watch the goddamn fight mm-hmm. You know uh, That's one one thing I did not like Is the fact that We gotta show more respect To our local fighters When they're up there fighting We need to be Giving them their attention That, that they deserve um, And just You know Stop being so messy At a fucking Professional fight
1: mm-hmm. Yeah I think it was It was a dope event The thing that Surprised me the most Is when me and Eddie Got there The line was Crazy there Wrapped around a block crazy thousands of people or hundreds of people just standing outside waiting to get in so it was just like it was just it was just amazing to see a local thing like that and have so many different people come out into in you know supporting our local fighters yeah like, said, like guys like Mike Dallas and Miguel and uh there's another dude that was the the last fight named Cheddar. I don't know where he's Mo Chetta Mo Chetta Mo Chetta Yeah I don't know where he's from but <laughs> he was uh he was the one that um you know closed out the night so yeah. it was just a dope event overall you know <clears throat> obviously there was some some mishaps as far as the audio and oh, and God. um some other things but i just thought like for them to you know put together a you know pretty cool event um with what they had i thought it was uh you know overall good a good turnout
0: yeah definitely Overall, great turnout. But that audio is bad, man. I, I My thing is, is it's, it's a local event. I just really wish that when they throw these things, uh, things like audio is something that should be taken care of. And it's not me nitpicking at the event. It's that I couldn't fucking hear it. All I heard is like, the next fighter, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just think, you know, uh, be a little more clear so people could be engaged because, I don't know, people were already distant like, and, and not really. Some people weren't paying attention until their fighter that they wanted to watch came up. But me and Keith watch every fight,
1: mm-hmm. you know, so. except when I got a burrito. I missed that one.
0: Oh, God yo and i'm not we're not trying to complain. It was almost like uh anybody that listen to the childish Gambino episode episode uh this was almost like the vendors in Los Angeles except way worse, like these burritos bro like first of all that the meat was burnt the fuck up. I spent nine dollars on a burrito nine, and the carne asada tasted like bernie asada like it was burnt
1: Bernie asada <laughs> 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 the people of america
0: <laughs> oh bernie sanders <laughs> everybody in america should get a free burrito uh health is not something we should argue about as a country because uh oh my chest hurts my, my chest hurts really bad actually i i i <laughs> oh, too soon Burn- bernie nah, no i know bernie's okay though so i can crack the joke <laughs> bernie he's got that guy's got to sit down somewhere man yeah yeah that guy man he, that guy forgets people's names and shit yeah I think he's well intentioned Like he has good intentions But it just I don't I don't I don't think he should Keep running for president
1: <laughs> Yeah he gotta sit down
0: Yeah he gotta sit down man He's like I, He reminds me of those people In those commercials From back in the 80s
1: I've fallen And I can't get up Yeah the amb- Like those life alert people Yeah
0: life alert people mm-hmm. Or the fucking uh, The things that they have Around their neck Or it's like a little button They press
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah Bernie need that button Like a motherfucker <laughs> 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 nah, but it was a great event, man Great event, Mike Dallas won That yeah. was a great fight And that kid at the end, I guess they called him Cheddar And there was some dude that was in the, in the audience Who was like, Mo Cheddar, Mo Cheddar, Mo Cheddar yeah. The whole time Yeah it, Man, it kind of still ringing in my head from that day I forgot that guy's name, but mm-hmm. Yeah, he was loud
1: <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Mike Dallas He did his thing He had a uh, he hadn't fought since like 2018, so he got, he kind of got in there and uh, he had a little bit of rest on him. You know, even we, me and Eddie, talked to him after the fight, and he even mentioned that you know he was a little, he had a little bit of nerves going through his you know body, being that he was finally fighting in front of his hometown and stuff like that. But you know, he still got the W. Sometimes in boxing, the most important thing is just to win. So you know, that's that's the the most important thing. You leave out of there with a W and your health. So. And there was also a dude that got really, um, he got knocked out and then he left on a stretcher. Yeah. So he just want to send some prayers his way. Make yeah. Sure, hopefully he's he's doing okay. Hopefully he's in a good mental space right now. Hopefully,
0: man. I, I didn't yeah. want to see him like that. I went out to take a piss mm-hmm. and I walked by the little deal and seen a guy. And he's a kid. He's really young. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who he is, but, you know, a guy wanted to win. He had tears in his eyes and I just felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. You know, being that he lost in the fashion that he lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how I imagine he's a really young guy, but yeah, hopefully he bounces mm-hmm. back from this. Um, care of this, I care more about the the health of this kid. But what I didn't like is some of the commentary from the people in the audience because you got to understand this is different than a professional fight. This is not watching Pacquiao and Floyd or whatnot, this is a a local fight. It they're was pros though, yeah, they're pros though, but it doesn't matter because it's it, a it,
1: professional fight, it's well a I'm
0: professional sure. fight, but goddamn. If you're in, if you're in the audience, yelling
1: "Rip his fucking head off!" Mm -hmm.
0: Come on, man. I I think that at this level, there's so much respect from each corner. You know, you're going over there shaking hands and giving each other hugs, and it's just it's more support at this level. But I think when and this is still professional, but this this is like there's there it's the prequel to something bigger. I think once you get up to you know the Mike Tyson Floyd Mayweather level, it's a lot more heartless. You know, you made it up the ranks that high. So if a motherfucker's saying rip his head off, I think it makes a little more sense at that time, at that point. But now, man, it's like, come on, man. There's people's families
1: in here. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I think that, um, you know, whatever he says is like, you could feel whatever way about it. But um, I don't think that it changes, you know, when it's like the Pacquiao Mayweather level. I think if you feel that way about it, then you should feel the same way about it. You know, whatever level you're, you're referring to? I guess. <clears throat> I mean, the person got a fucking family
0: section, and it's it's different when it's a professional fight and you got 10,000 fucking people there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got a fa- a family section rooting on their kid and you tell them to rip his fucking head off. I just think it's a little bit different. I, yeah, I mean, I'm
1: sure that if you're in a Mayweather fight and you're sitting inside a MGM Grand and Mayweather's family is sitting, you know, two rows outside of the ring. There's probably the same people yelling whatever to Floyd because you know pretty much any arena he goes into, he's going to be the bad guy. So yeah. there's a bunch of people in there trying to tell Marcos Maidana or Pacquiao or whomever to rip Floyd Mayweather's head off.
0: What? It the, doesn't the, sound any better. But the court or the corner or the audience? The audience. Yeah, I just don't like that. I just don't. Per- personally, I don't. I'm not the guy that's going to be yelling that shit. I I know that. Um, Once the guy got knocked out Everybody was cheering after the dude got knocked out Clapping and whatnot. But then when the dude wasn't getting up And people were still cheering I was like alright motherfucker you can stop now Like you can stop now It's like somebody getting cracked in the NFL Boom they get hit right And like, everybody's cheering like oh that was a big hit But then people start to calm down a little bit Once they see that that guy is not getting up I just think there's levels to it man I'm not going to be the motherfucker cheering Because I play football I play the actual sport, so I'm not going to be the guy cheering when somebody's knocked out and they taking a while to get up. Mm-hmm. That's just not my that's not my deal personally. Yeah, but that I guess that's just my moral compass. You know, I just don't you know I don't I don't subscribe to the idea that it's just like ah, oh, everything's everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, people should be more cautious of uh, conscious of what they're cheering for and. How it's being perceived by everyone else, but I do think a lot of people didn't know how seriously he was hurt. And then once they found out that he was down for a minute, they ended up, um, you know, switching the switching the energy around. Yeah, eventually more support for him. Eventually,
0: it took a while. It took him being not being with the fucking having a
1: flashlight in his eyes before they fucking stopped. Yeah, but a lot of people (laughs) couldn't actually see the ring because he was laying down. Uh So I don't know how. You know I don't know if people could actually see that he was really hurt, yeah what you see a knockout and then they cheer for the people that they or the guy uh whatever the tall Mexican guy was I forget his name but they're cheering for him and then um after a while you see the guys actually laying there and the 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 um the doctors and stuff are coming into the ring and then that's kind of when they shifted their energy,
0: yeah, but shit once he was down for a little when somebody's knocked out. It's kind of hard for me to. It's it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I think it's that's boxing is a subculture. So uh, being as you know, you see somebody get knocked out, you like yeah, you know, and everybody's clapping and whatnot. And they hope the guy's all right, but it's it's levels to it. Maybe it's me, you know. Maybe when I see him get knocked out, I just didn't I didn't tear for that because I I value a person's health, and I know that boxing is a is a contact sport just like football. So I, I just have a different outlook on it, I guess. Yeah, but once he went down and he wasn't getting up, I knew the shit was serious. Mm-hmm. Like from the jump, like a knockout. You gotta re- realize a knockout is a motherfucker hitting your brain so hard that your brain said, "Look, I gotta take a nap." Yeah, that's basically what a knockout is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that on that man. I got nothing else. What you got, man? Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: I think uh, it was a dopey. All right, switching gears, man. Now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was, it was overall it was just cool. It lets us know that you know events in Bakersfield, if they're put on correctly, if they're promoted in the right manner, if you have uh, talented people to actually you know put on some some sort of entertainment, that it could definitely be done. So um, that just gave gave me a little bit of hope for Bakersfield that we can continue to you know push forward and you know put on these really dope events.
0: Yeah, it just let's just. Let's just try to do a little bit better next time. Bakersfield. when you come out and you watch these fighters, just try shutting the fuck up. okay? Mm -hmm. because honestly, I feel like it's disrespectful when you're trying to make a spectacle of yourself out on the outside. And you got some fighters out there, uh, professional fighters. This is why a lot of times in this city, you know, we don't appreciate something great because we're too busy. Like we're too busy chasing people who have already really, really made it. So you go to a Kevin Hart show, you don't, you're not running your mouth there, are you? You're quiet, right? So why the fuck you can't shut up when you go to these events? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So if you listen to this podcast and you were at there, you were at the fight last night, next time they throw another one, shut the fuck up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Switching gears. Uh, the proverb, if it ain't broke, don't fix it is bullshit. And this is why, this is just my opinion. I think. That We live in a culture that bought into this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? Don't matter if you're black, white, Mexican, doesn't matter who you are. I don't know. Asians, they're a little bit smart, so I don't know if they fell for this. But, uh, <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> but nah, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's bullshit because we typically wait till something breaks for us to fix it, and that's the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I think that. If you are in a marriage, right? Let's say this is why marriages don't work. It, people have bought into this ideology so much of if it ain't broke don't fix it. You didn't see months ago that your wife was looking like she was in distress. You just figured like, "Uh, oh, we don't have any problems. We're not divorced or anything. We're cool." And all of a sudden she says she wanted she wants a divorce. But that whole time, all those signs that led up everything that led up to that, you just ignored it cuz you figured, "Hey, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We've been married for 23 years. What's the big deal? And all of a sudden, your wife wants a divorce. Mm -hmm. right? That's just one example of it. Another example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it is your health. right? People will eat all the newest burgers and Popeye's chicken sandwiches and say, well, I'm not unhealthy. I ain't had no heart attacks or nothing. I'm good. All of a sudden, you have a heart attack. Oh, I got to change my life around, man. I changed my eating habits. Well, it broke, motherfucker, so you're trying to fix it now you can prevent these things from breaking that's what people don't understand so stop buying into this idea if it ain't broke don't fix it because it's a, it's an unhealthy habit to try to keep up uh another thing that i had damn it there was an example that i had of it uh well i'll think of the rest of them but i had a few uh mm-hmm.
1: keith Eddie might have got hit in the uh, head a couple of times at the boxing little. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got hit with a hadouken.
1: <laughs> hadouken, <laughs> shit! Fuck my brain up. Nah, but I agree. I think this thing comes into play mostly when it, in terms of, at least for me when I'm when I'm thinking about it, in terms of um your goals, your aspirations, and your business, right? So at least for us, you know, me and Eddie, when it comes to like this podcast, for instance, um, we keep trying to push the envelope as far as content, as far as people, you know, who, who, who we have on here, you know, we started off with, um, my best friend. And then, you know, gradually we moved into guys like Todd and Joe Maynard, guys that are really, you know, movers and shakers in, in the community out here in Bakersfield. Um, so, we just try to like you know keep pushing our envelope as far as that, and our formula has been working so far. But we still want to do bigger and better things. Exactly. We're never satisfied with you know getting ten thousand listens or exactly dropping eighty two episodes. Like even yesterday, we seen a couple guys from the news, and we were you know pondering the idea of talking to them and trying to get them onto the show. Right. So. Um, it definitely hurts you when it, when it comes to business. And, you know, a lot of the, the successful people that I talk to or the successful business owners that I do talk to, they're always thinking in the same manner. Like, how can I get a new machine or, you know, constantly thinking about equipment? Like, yo, man, I want to get a new camera. I want to get this. I want to get that. I want to get, you know, I want to be able to hire someone to do this for me. And, you know, all that, like the, the wheels keep churning and um, that's, uh, you know, a sign of a successful business person. Exactly. Um, that's that's just great business acumen. So, I think that, you know, that excuse me if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality is, um, it can really it can really hurt you when it comes to things such as business.
0: Yeah,
1: I I, I think also too like you know a lot of times, um, Eddie, you're one of the people that kind of live live almost like the opposite of this idea, right? Like, I, I know a lot of times, like, if you have something on your car that needs to be worked on, you're a person that's like, you know, I'm going to just change all the hoses right now so I won't have to change them in the future. For True. me, on the other hand, I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm going to just... I'm a rocket to the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what
0: that comes from though it doesn't come from me being that person like you know I'm gonna do this so it doesn't break down. It comes from me being the person that didn't fix anything mm-hmm. and until it broke, yeah, and doing that enough, I seen that it was not uh it wasn't uh it wasn't beneficial long term mm-hmm. like it wasn't something that uh wasn't something I could keep up, yeah. It wasn't conducive to me, um, you know, keeping my car running like yeah. it was is I was breaking my shit down. And that's why I try to be on top of things mm-hmm. now. But it, the, I have to apply. I still need to work and apply those to everything. Yeah. Uh, now, this whole if it ain't broke, don't fix it thing. Let's go back to marriage. Right. Let's say, for example, you're married and you're always busy at work. You don't really see your wife that much. And this is happening over and over and over again. The way you can fix that is saying, look, I've been at work. All week, I've been at work for months. I hardly see my wife. I'm taking a vacation. I'm taking my wife to Vegas. We're going to spend two weeks like doing things like that is what keep you keep you having a solid foundation in a relationship. Marriage friendship doesn't matter. You can't you can't assume that anyone that's involved around you or anything like that is going to stay intact just because if it's not broken. You don't know if something's broken because you're not even checking. Mm-hmm. How do you know that you'll let's 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 talk about the a car. How do you know that, you know, your water pump on your car is not about to go out? Have you seen any symptoms? Have you seen any le- leaks? Have do you have any old hoses in your car? Is your belt about to go bad? If my you're not checking, pump, huh? No water.
1: <laughs> <Bobby>? <laughs> My bad, you're super passionate, right? No, nice nah, go sculpture. ahead, man, you good? Oh, your water pump is fucked up? Yeah, my water, <laughs> my water pump leaking pussy juice right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, sometimes it just, it, he has
0: some issues with his car that just, like, it's weird, man. One day I was talking to Keith and his car was just leaking. I think he had some some uh, chili verde dripping out his goddamn engine. I'm like, bro, you got green shit all over the fucking... No, man man. but no i i just think that if it ain't broke don't fix it it's not something you should lean on stop leaning on that yeah you don't have to stop waiting till shit breaks Mm -hmm. before you fix it that's the only point i'm trying to make yeah you have to make sure that these 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 relationships uh businesses whatever it is that you could even be playing a team sport people say like uh for example matter of fact this is a perfect example I was uh, on a 49er uh, group page, right? Cuz I'm a huge 49er fan. And um I I made I had like uh, this uh, uh an, I guess you could say analysis or constructive criticism about our quarterback. I was just stating that Jimmy Garoppolo has 7 touchdowns at this time and, and 6 interceptions, which is a terrible stat and he's thrown an interception in every mm-hmm. game except for one. Mm-hmm. Um which is just it's piss poor, it's fucking terrible. Um And people were jumping down my throat like, oh, man, you know, you're not a real 49er fan, blah, blah, blah. But what I was saying is, is if the 49ers don't fix this issue now, it's going to be a problem. Just because they're undefeated doesn't mean they're above criticism. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you play a team in the playoffs that's a Super Bowl caliber team and you throw that one interception and they capitalize on it, that could be the difference between you winning and losing that fucking game. Mm Mm-hmm being is I've played on championship caliber teams okay I know what needs to be done first of all I'm not saying at the NFL level but just playing on a team you make adjustments you talk about what you need to work on this guy has been through multiple meetings and has thrown an interception anyways mm-hmm. this is a problem that's a bad stat mm-hmm. but I got people tripping out on me over this analysis of this quarterback our quarterback playing like shit. Even though we're six and zero, oh. you can apply that same that same thing to us as human beings. Just because you're making a lot of money doesn't mean that you don't have a habit that's going to make you broke. If you're making five hundred some do- thousand dollars a year, but you're paying for pussy all the time, chances <laughs> are you're going to buy so much pussy you're going to have any money. <laughs> that may not be the best example, but look, prostitution's not good. Okay, but. What I'm saying is, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's say you're a person that's trying to grow wealth, but you always eat out. Mm-hmm. You're always eating food out all the time, and you have a, a monthly balance of like $1,300 a month of food that you eat out. That's not a good habit. Just because you're rich doesn't mean that you know all that money that you're spending, that could be in savings somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know That's a loser's
1: mentality. <clears throat> Just because I'm winning doesn't mean I'm losing. Yeah, That's not good. Yeah, I agree Um, I tell people this all the time Uh, When I was a sophomore At BHS uh, The the varsity team won The Valley Championship that year And I believe they They only lost One game I believe that year Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken maybe one or two And they lost uh, They lost a game early Early on in the season I think to Centennial Um and then they went on to, you know, win the rest of the games and win the Valley Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe against Clovis West. Um, that year, the starting quarterback, uh, Peter Mitchell, you know, he was, he was, he's tough. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was kind of like the next, next up guy. Cause, you know, I think the previous year it was like Philip Thomas. And, yeah. you know, Philip Thomas was obviously, you know, uh, Division One player, went to, you know, won a Valley Championship his junior year. And, um, Went on to you know playing the NFL and everything, um, and the next up was Peter Mitchell. So Peter Mitchell is um he's, he's he's small, you know he's very tough 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 quarterback, very smart. Um, but early on in the season, it wasn't going so well for the, for him. And but he but the but our team was still winning. You know what I mean? So it wasn't it wasn't anything dramatic that necessarily needed it needed to happen. But for whatever reason, Coach Gola felt that there needed to be some sort of change or mm-hmm. Pete Pete needed to be motivated or whatever so he had actually gave some reps to Vince Van Horn. Vince Van Horn is uh one of the all-time leading I think he is all-time leading receiver at, at Bakersfield High School now. oh So wow. he started um giving Vince Van Horn some reps at quarterback and to me I was shocked, you know what I mean? Cuz Peter Mitchell was supposed to be the guy um, and they were still winning. Yeah. so it, it shocked me when when Coach Gola was doing that, but for whatever reason it worked. you know, I don't know if it motivated Pete or if what I don't know what Coach Gola's intentions really were, but they went on to win a championship. So mm-hmm. um, you know he he didn't he didn't stand by that mentality of if it ain't broke, don't fix it because right. you know if he if if he never threw Vince in there or you know, if Pete never seen, another guy coming up to let him know that he need to be on his P's and Q's more than they may have not won the championship that season. Right. Um, and even, um, you know, talking to a lot of professional athletes, they, they have that same mentality. Like I just said earlier, when, when we see Mike Dallas after the fight, Mike was like, I was a little bit sloppy in there. You know, I, I had a little bit of, you know, nervous energy. I, I should have got the dude out of there way, way earlier, but um, I got the W. So, and then I just told him like, yeah, man, you just, You know he he hasn't been very active, so you could you could kind of see uh you know he wasn't as sharp as he normally is, but um that's what it takes. It takes you to be you know your own worst critic. Exactly. Being hypercritical of yourself to know that you can always be better and you can always do better. So yeah,
0: yeah, you have to have the foresight for this stuff though too, right? Yeah. Like um with Gola making that decision, he made it based off the fact that. You know, he had the foresight to see that, hey, when we play stiffer competition, I don't think he's going to pan out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm worried about this. We may be undefeated, but I don't think we could keep this up. This takes this is done by like being uh, being self-aware and knowing that you've played other teams that have been contenders. And what happened when you played those games? the best teams are on their P's and Q's, man. You, you They've been watching your quarterback all year long. They know his tendencies. They know if he's going for short routes, intermediate routes. If he goes deep, they know if you bring pressure from this side, if mm-hmm. he's going to throw an interception here, they know all this shit. Mm-hmm. They know all of it. So if, if you allow that situation to play itself out and you also see your quarterback not getting better, you got to yank his ass out. Yeah, And I think that, If the 49ers were to do it, I wouldn't be surprised. They're not going to do it, obviously, because that Jimmy Garoppolo's too
1: many politics, too many
0: politics involved. And he got paid all that money. Mm -hmm. So he ain't going nowhere. It's going to take for him to completely fuck us for him to get sat down. Yeah. But I don't trust this guy. I do not trust this guy.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember even coach Gola, um, he got on my helmet. It was the first game of our senior, senior year. Yeah. And, um, I, didn't, I don't even think I allow, I may have allowed one little slant or something like that uh-huh. but it wasn't but it wasn't um it wasn't like the receivers out there was like getting like you know 50 yard gains and stuff like that it was I, I thought in my head I was like oh this game is you know it's going pretty good for me like it, it ain't going too bad right then I think I walked to the sideline during halftime or something like that and Coach Col was like you're getting abused out there son and I was like what the heck I'm like <laughs> I thought I was having a good game. But that's that you know that same sort of mentality he yeah, had with with Peter Mitchell in the quarterback situation. Um, you know when I was a sophomore, it's that same sort of idea, like you know, just constantly being on your players to let them know that you can't be satisfied with um, in your mind doing thinking that you're doing okay. Right. Cause, you know, he's looking at it from a different perspective. It's like you got away with a couple mess ups here, yeah. but when we play. Whatever when we play a Buchanan Buchanan had like the best passing um the best passing team in the in the valley or you know when you play East high and they had like you know top two three uh, passing teams in the valley it's not going to go the same they're not going to be missing these passes they're not going to be missing these slants and you know when, when the season gets later on and the quarterback and the receivers really get on the same page you're not going to be afforded the opportunity to rely on a the receiver to drop a pass or something like yeah. that. So yeah. Yeah. And
0: th- like another th- it could be, dude, you could apply this shit to anything. Yeah. If you're trying to get a promotion at a job, right? <clears throat> Let's say for example, you've been sustaining your position for six years or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you feel like you want to go to that next, next level, you're going to have to do more now. You know what I'm saying? Do more now to uh be ready for that next position. Because if you think you're just going to take that, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you've become some type of manager over a bunch of people, then you're gonna fail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna fail. Cause you're doing enough now. But enough is not enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Down the line. It's not, man. You know, it's not. And we could apply it to ourselves. Like we're me and Keith are constantly talking about how we can evolve this podcast. You know what I'm saying? We could we could say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's like we don't know if it's broke. Yeah. We're still go we're still new at this shit. 82 mm-hmm. podcasts after this one. We're not some fucking, you know, we ain't no on no Joe Rogan level. We ain't no no Joey Diaz or Andrew Scholes or motherfucking uh Charlemagne. We we don't have that type of following. So that's why we have to continue to try to evolve. If not, then we're gonna end up just burning into a cinder somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. real, man. Just gotta constantly keep evolving you know i just post to all the listeners out there just you know figure out what you're doing whether it's you know driving trucks i know a lot of yeah a lot of the our listeners do drive trucks um whether you own a business you're you're an artist whatever just keep evolving man keep learning keep keep trying to progress if you are driving a truck figure out how you can be an owner operator right set some money aside and um you know save up a little bit here and there, and then eventually you'll you'll have enough money saved up to buy your own truck. Right. If you're an artist, keep figuring and keep figuring out what separates you from the guys that are on these major platforms. If you're if you're a rapper, figure out what's separating you from Drake. Like maybe Drake has great promotion. Maybe Drake, you know, the quality of his music is better. Maybe it's, exactly, you know, it's a little bit catchier. Just just figure out these formulas that are separating you from these guys on. These these higher levels or these people on these higher levels and figure out how to close that gap, you know,
0: right? And now you mentioned uh, <clears> the <throat> truck drivers. Let, let me show my trucker some love here. Um, check it out. Uh, attention truck drivers. If you're driving and let's say you, you're a company driver or whatever you are and you know, your dispatchers being an asshole, uh, they're giving you fucked up loads and shit's going on. And all they do is complain. What you do is this going forward. Don't call your dispatch and go crazy on them. Don't do any of that. Do your job, save your money and get the fuck out of there. And, and this is why I say that. Let let that company be the driving force behind you moving and doing something for yourself. Oh, yeah. Do something for yourself, because at the end of the day, all you're going to get caught up in doing is complaining about a place that does not care and treats you like a number. Mm-hmm. You know, don't waste your time trying to plead your case to them. Nothing. Make your money. Take a percentage of that money that you make. Put it aside and either take a chance at getting a truck or or work as a collaborative somewhere else and do something that you want to do in your trucking career or in your life. Because you got to keep trying to evolve. If you get too caught up staying at a job, then you've bought up. You've bought into the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ideology. Yes. You've you've bought into it You don't realize it yeah. But you've bought into it And you're not changing anything mm-hmm. So That is my advice to you And the reason why That is my advice to you Is because that's the advice That I live by now
1: I know a lot of people Whether you Trucks Oil fields Whatever Right Teaching Whatever They're making a lot of money But they're not building Towards anything Right And it, it just To me it doesn't It doesn't really make sense Because If you're making six figures six figures um you know the high five figures 90,000 whatever if you're making that much money and you're also spending maybe 80,000 dollars a year you're still living paycheck to paycheck yes, you not are. building towards anything exactly so, um and as soon as that job as soon as your back goes out as soon as they they lay you off from whatever job whatever slows up gas slows up you know right. we're not maybe people start leaning towards almond milk more and you're delivering whatever it is when those jobs dry up and you're not building towards anything and you know you sol so. yeah that goes for anybody look look
0: man. It, truck drivers if you're listening to this podcast and you work at a cubicle that's some job you've been there for three four years i'm telling you right now you have bought into the idea that if it ain't broke don't fix it and that's not good that is actual that's actually complacency being complacent will put you have no control over your life once you've bought into this idea because that fucking place can close all of a sudden they send you a letter we're closing in two weeks Mm-hmm. And motherfucking well, that's against the law. I think that it has to be sixty days notice. But they could tell you in, uh, we're closing in sixty days, and you have no plan for the future. You, you're you're going to be looking for a job. You're going to be in the middle of the rat race again. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be at another place that you don't like, and it's all because you're not you're not doing anything for yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Mm-hmm. You have to fix things before they break, mm-hmm. and that's just that's the gist of it.
1: That's real. I, I, you know, in my last job, uh, I would talk about, you know, we would, you know, just chat back and forth, um, me and my my coworkers, about the things we didn't like about the job and so so on and so forth. And um, that's one of the things we always mentioned. At least one of the, me and one of the guys that I really got along with, like, what are you doing outside of here? Right. And the stuff that he was doing was pretty cool. It was, you know, he was, he was, um buying, purchasing cars from, from auctions and flipping them, you know, hold he, oh, he wow. on to them, probably get the oil change, stuff like that, get it registered and then flip the cars on Facebook marketplace or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, so just those kind of things, man, just, just finding ways to not be so reliant on your job because what happened to him a couple of times is he was getting in trouble at the, at the job for stuff he didn't really actually even do, oh, you know, man. the kids getting him in trouble and stuff like that. But it's uh it's a stress relief when you when you know that you have other means of actually making money exactly so you don't have to rely on you know uh kissing ass or whatever oh my whatever God. the whatever the term you want to use is you know like kissing ass
0: ain't always bad though when you're having sex you kiss that booty go ahead Keith
1: right this is this is coming from a man who's a staunch uh I will never eat the booty I say kiss it I, hey, that's close. <laughs> this nigga Addy won't eat the booty like groceries, but he'll kiss the booty like groceries. You don't kiss groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never kissed a peach in my life.
0: Uh,
1: funny. Oh, man. You about to say something powerful right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you kiss an ass at a job. That's what you're saying.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just having something on the side, having something else you're passionate about, right. having something else to lean on when your job or, you know, your your, your bosses or whomever or, you know, the organization is just tripping. Um, you always got something else to lean on. So that's part of the reason why you want to continue to progress. Yes. Um and and also even if you if you are at a job with a lot of wiggle room and a lot of uh, room to elevate in in progress and get higher positions, that's also a reason you want to you want to keep bettering yourself. You want to learn about your job. You want to read books and you know figure out ways to become the best version of yourself or the best employee at the job. Because a lot of these jobs they'll you know the the success stories are similar to yours yes they started out in a you know a lower position they continue to progress did a little extra stuff here and there and six seven eight nine ten years down the line they're your boss now right you know that's why it's important to just keep just keep it uh keep it going keep trying to better yourself
0: definitely man Uh, 100 percent man if you're taking anything from this uh this uh, little com- brief conversation here is just hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um. And uh, also while you're and do something for yourself, and uh, while you're doing something you don't like, if you hate your job but it pays you, uh, you know, adequately enough for you to put some money away, do it. Because what's going to happen is, is let's say for example, you saved up, you know, uh, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, and you go into work one day and you just say, look, I just don't have the stomach for this. I just I can't make it through this day. Like I I don't I don't have any passion being here. I can't take looking at these people anymore. Yeah, then you need to just walk up and resign. I'm yeah. not saying that I'm not saying I'm not trying to advocate for pe- people quitting their jobs, but I kind of am.
1: Yeah, you got, you got <laughs> to man. Life is too short to be miserable. Right. I would be so stressed out going to my last job. Right. Just trying to figure out how to manage these kids and. You know, make time for myself to to do the stuff that I like personally, and um, eventually something else came around. But it just it was such a relief knowing that it, I didn't have to go back to that job.
0: Man, I was I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I told him I said at thirty four years old, I've worked enough to never want to work another day in my fucking life. Yes, I <laughs> don't I don't need to work another thirty fucking years, twenty like thirty some years till I retire. Fuck yeah. that! Yeah. I, I want to retire in my forties. I don't wanna be like I really wanna retire in my thirties. Mm-hmm. I wanna I want to elevate this podcast shit so much that it turns into to shows, it turns into it turns into tours, it turns into all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I can support myself. Keith could do what he does best we get you know, some groupies. Yeah, get some head, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> yeah, man. Like my my objective is is, you know, before I'm 40, I want to be somewhere in, you know, out in Los Angeles in the hills, you know, uh enjoying my enjoying my beautiful home and podcasting and, you know, shooting the shit, having conversations with Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. other people that do what I do. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do with my life. I don't want to be the guy that's in a truck his whole fucking life. I'm not doing that. I've refused to do that. Yeah, I, I've seen too much now for me to buy into the idea that it, this is all that you have. You serious? You mean to tell me that this is all that this is all I can do? Man, you out your goddamn mind. There ain't no way I'm doing this for life. No, yeah. thank you. It's a trucker's mind podcast, but I won't be driving trucks the, the whole this whole time. This podcast. <laughs> You know, a couple, a couple of years from now, I might not even be in a truck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably own one. I'll probably have a few drivers, though. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, switching gears. Uh, there was a pastor, uh, a, a, a black pastor named David E. Wilson, and he went viral on social media because. I don't know how many of you've seen this, and I don't know why it popped up. And I seen it. Mm-hmm. There's a video of this pastor eating some pussy, man. This is the pussy eat, the pussy eating pastor.
1: Pussy eating pastor.
0: Yeah, this. I guess he found some young lady from the congregation and uh, ended up giving her fellatio. But it, it's. It's it's hilarious The <laughs> video of this guy This is an old black man Eating pussy And I'm just like Whoa What the fuck is going on <laughs> but, I, but I guess You know It wasn't his wife So you I'm know I'm gonna
1: eat that pussy Yeah I'm, I'm gonna eat that pussy, ah. pussy Yeah
0: We gonna go to the church <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put your pants down <laughs> We gonna get in that thing <laughs> I'm gonna drink
1: all your holy water <laughs> 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 That's a whole lot of
0: pussy. <laughs> oh man, I I seen something, bro. And out somebody said, if you laugh at that last comment, you go to hell. And the comment said, it said, this nigga is eating pussy in the name of the Lord. I was like, oh man.
1: All right, man. So here's the
0: thing. This is this is my take on it. my My take is, is I don't understand the shock behind it, right? Okay, first of all, I guess, you know, the whole infidelity thing, like the guy supposedly cheated on his wife, but it's like, why are we shocked by infidelity? That's not something that's rare. Infidelity is more, it's more regular than being faithful, right? Mm -hmm. I brought up to someone that I never cheated on uh, on a woman in my life. I brought it up and they said. Man you lying everybody cheat man we all cheated man I'm like you cheated nigga I never cheated before Yeah Like man you lying man you cheated man I was like no nah, I didn't motherfucker I didn't yeah. So it's regular in society to cheat and I know a lot of you a lot of the women listeners are like yes right man cheat uh no, cause y'all be sucking dick on the side too. People so, cheat. oh yeah, people cheat. It's a mm-hmm. people problem. It's not a cheating is not a male issue. It's mm-hmm. a people issue. Transgenders be
1: cheating so Yeah, that.
0: transgenders cheating. <laughs> Everybody cheating. <laughs> you know that's kind of confusing. Cause if you che- like, how do you- wait, wait? God damn it! Okay, if you're a trans woman and you cheat on. I, look, man. Look, but this I I can't make. It, I don't know, man. Like, do you cheat on yourself?
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. You fucked me up with that shit. Yeah,
1: but okay. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Yeah, pastors. I mean, we try to hold these people to a higher standard, right? Yeah. Is this like when Bill Clinton, you know, got caught getting head from? um from uh, Monica Lewinsky. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, that's a nasty. Yeah, whatever.
0: You should but use that it, as a fucking like a soundboard. <laughs> so that somebody
1: makes a point. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you know the only reason people were up in arms about the situation was because he was a president. You know, people deemed or people thought that a president shouldn't get head on the side I guess I right. don't know, you know I guess I guess it's wrong to cheat on your wife in any sort of manner and whatever but it doesn't matter if he's a president that that's just his profession you know it doesn't yeah. change him as a person he's still a human being at the end of the day so I, yeah you but as far as a pastor um we like I said we try to hold these people to a higher standard but at the end of the day we're humans man like people do things all the time that they shouldn't that's just the name of the game this is something you got to grow accustomed to as human beings yeah, i feel you man I, I think you know it's not right to cheat on your wife man but it's like i kind of
0: empathize with bill cuz hillary looked like a parrot
1: oh <laughs> man <damn.
0: laughs> hillary looked like that bird from the cereal box
1: <laughs> she looked like a
0: toucan sam oh damn <laughs> 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 Cereal eating ass, <laughs> nah, man. But seriously, um, I totally forgot what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, the pastor. Yeah. Um, it's weird to me that people are shocked by you know infidelity. It's 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 regular. It's regular. It happens. It happens a lot. And it they, and then they're and then they're also shocked by the eating the pussy. We all eat it, like we do. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't make any sense to. It's just the internet. The internet being shocked by something that's regular, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it doesn't really make any sense. Like this shit is regular, and just because not not to mention, is he supposed to not be eating pussy because he's a pastor? Do you think he like you think his life is just like this cookie cutter, you know, fucking image? Like no, this dude is human. Mm-hmm. Like you, you look at Bill. Bill was getting head. You know, he had Monica Lewinsky in there queefing and shit. <sighs> You get You get oh Monica oh, You like that, huh?
1: Damn, Monica Lewinsky that way. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky, bring that ass back right here, right now.
0: You you forgot the queef, man. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i don't really care for the queef. So
1: cool.
0: <laughs> women get all embarrassed when they queef man
1: like oh my gosh i'm sorry oh
0: man sorry and i just don't say anything when they queef i just like just like act like i didn't hear it that might be sounding crazy sometimes that stuff be loud they be like, yeah. <laughs> like wait a minute was that a fart <laughs> I just wait. I just wait to see if I smell something. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait a minute. Okay, that wasn't a.
1: You smell like booty or pussy. Then- <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no. You know it's a fart when they be like.
1: I mm. <laughs> uh, try not to acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, they act like they didn't hear that shit. You know, mm-hmm. goddamn well you heard that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was not a. That was that was not from the back. That was a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Anyways, but yeah, man. uh
1: Have you ever heard that idea that um depending on a woman's diet, like they, yeah, yeah, their, yeah, their I, vagina could taste like whatever.
0: I yeah, I I don't know. I don't really subscribe to it. <clears throat> I, I I can't recall tasting uh anything in particular. I tasted
1: um, some coffee once. <laughs> you tasted some Starbucks. I was like, I was like mm, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: Hey, if you go down on a chick from college, you might taste but fucking Budweiser. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody with a bad diet, dude. I, some, I, I wonder what it's because supposed it's supposed to have a taste to
1: it. Certain, yeah. I guess what happens is uh, certain acidic foods, yeah, kind of like. Uh, Seep down there I guess Yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah And stuff like that
0: Yeah I don't know Some people just super freaks They just be like Yeah that Yeah that tastes like yogurt
1: Right (laughs) dude Yeah What's the uh, What's the big black dude That do the the taste Or the food reviews On YouTube Oh Dame Drops Yeah what Dame (laughs) Drops Is doing uh, Pussy reviews Yo this (laughs) pussy crazy yo his pussy tastes like apple cider right here. I'm gonna get this pussy five stars, yo. It's, it's delicious. Five, five stars all day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. oh my god, man. Yeah, that's terrible though. If you guys, anybody that wants to get a good laugh, I'm not saying look at the video. It's just a it's a video of some old black guy. Eating the pussy And it's like It's not really nothing You want to look at But it's something <laughs> That I clicked on Because I became A victim of the moment Yeah I clicked on the link And I was like Is this guy really Eating pussy Video <laughs> video starts up Old black guy's Eating it's pussy really... I'm just like
1: ah. So is the girl
0: Recording it I guess it's the girl Recording it And she like
1: Ooh oh, She sounded God. like A big girl Oh She was breathing On hard like Whoa. She probably a baritone In the choir too yeah, she's breathing hard as a motherfucker. Damn, Pastor was really getting it in.
0: Yeah, she sound like she had fucking high blood pressure or
1: something. <laughs> Split her legs like Moses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she let the video run all the way through after she got done eating a pussy. Probably, She'd probably be like, so we going to go to Popeye's after
1: this? <laughs> I'm like, you Bible study.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, all of you that go to church regularly... Um, Let's be clear here. I'm not trying to paint your pastor in a bad way. Just know that your pastor, when they leave that church, they probably getting their dick sucked as soon as they leave that church. Dang. They're humans, folks. Yeah. They are human beings. I don't care yeah. if you're Joel Osteen. Joel, Joel Osteen, probably a freak. He probably got like, you know, two, three chicks tied up down in the basement. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. You, I don't want to say he's got people tied up, but at the same time, I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? Look what they did to R. Kelly. Oh, he did to himself. But (laughs) (laughs) you never fucking know, man. Yeah, you just you just don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I I think you know we should just stop putting people on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. They're they're human beings at the end of the day. I'm not shocked by anyone cheating. I'm not shocked by an old man eating pussy. No, Um, you know that happens every day. Um, I don't know about that Some people are so old They ain't
0: got no teeth They can't <coughs> eat the pussy right man
1: That should be even Yeah that's true should be better for you Probably. I know somebody with no teeth And he be t- he, t- he talk about the tricks He be doing when he be eating I already teeth. know You talking yeah. about No <laughs> talking about the dentures and disease Oh uh, Gum in that clit oh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He be gurgling Like ah oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs>
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's nuts, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. switching gears. Um, anybody that's seen the Dave Chappelle um stand up, Sticks and Stones, uh, he had a bit that was about trans- trans woman or tra- just trans people in general. And one of his fans, uh, what's her name, Daphne? Yeah. Was, she was a trans woman. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately when recently is, that's his friend. That's his friend. Yeah. Yeah, that was his friend. And unfortunately recently, uh, she took her life. and committed suicide. Um, what I don't like about this Is the fact that it's almost being framed In such a way To demonize um, uh, Demonize uh, uh, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. And I don't think that's right And it's almost like they're trying to make Like the jokes contributed to the trauma I think that whatever she was feeling Was something that was internal And I think that we need to stop writing People's fucking narratives mm-hmm. right? I-, I think that we want to Speak for people before we really know What's going on and I, I think that Based on their relationship From what we have seen from that we, we can't call it abuse we can't call it Anything she was the one busting up laughing At these jokes mm-hmm. stating that it Normalized trans people but yet um, We have we stand On this more high ground and act like Oh they you know they should not be Made fun of Dave Chappelle literally made Fun of everyone he made fun of black people white People Asians trans people like, when you make fun of people, you are normalizing them, right? There should not be anybody that shouldn't be made fun of. Like, when you see somebody making fun of Stevie Wonder, we laugh. Mm-hmm. And we laugh because we're not laughing at Stevie Wonder. We're laughing at the concept that the 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 comedian is, is talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen people get mad at, like, you shouldn't make fun of people with disabilities, blah, blah, blah. But then you'll see those same people post a Meme with, with Stevie Wonder And it's like okay um, you need to keep The same energy because mm-hmm. you know A person that's blind is a person with disabilities. So I mean do you want To laugh or do you not want to laugh Or like what the fuck
1: mm-hmm. Yeah I agree um, Basically a lot of the headlines Going around was trying to Paint the picture that Dave Chappelle's Jokes uh, Contributed to The, the suicide um, by by Daphne and that's just not the case because like um Eddie mentioned before she was actually um one of the people laughing the hardest at Dave Chappelle's jokes and i believe she was a comedian herself so a lot of the stuff you know she was she was looking at a lot of these jokes through the lens of a comedian and right. you know at the end of the day if it's funny it works um from a from a comedic lens right and um yeah, like, you know, like Eddie also said it. It just normalizes everything. When every when everyone can be joked about, it it almost has this like, this this way of bringing everyone together. Right. You know, if we can all laugh at ourselves and not take ourselves so seriously, then um it, you know, it has this way of of, of bringing everyone together. But <clears throat> whatever Daphne's issues were, whether it was depression or anxiety or whatever, she was dealing with internally it didn't have anything to do with um what Dave Chappelle was saying it's you know and it's just it's just one of those things we 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 see it all the time where these comedians are depressed people and right yes you know, in they general. have a lot, yeah they have a lot of mental illness going on and even you know that was displayed in the Joker movie but these these people just in reality they just need help You know the the people closest to to them have to excuse me step in and and get these people help because we don't really know what's going on with these people. Um, the 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 presentation that they're presenting to us from the outside world may seem like everything is okay, and you know she probably showed up to the shows and was laughing extremely hard. But whatever she was battling with internally uh, you know took over right? so um, that's my main concern is just trying to get these people help you know right. it's not about what Dave Chappelle is saying what Dave Chappelle is doing because there's always going to be outside noise you know right. of course Dave Chappelle was only joking in these situations but there's always going to be outside noise and I don't believe that was the case but even for someone else to trigger um a, a suicide attempt or a suicide—that um, can't be the case, right? Like if, if if that was the case, there would be so many more suicides. Like I used to get teased as a kid for different things, and if I just ran and committed suicide because people were teasing me about whatever, like you know, I wouldn't even be here. So, sure, um, it's a it's a lot deeper than just some jokes by Dave Chappelle is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, and then so
0: just so people people who are half listening and want to attempt to just discredit what Keith just said. He said we need to get those people help. He meant by those people, he meant those comedians or just people in general. He wasn't saying trans people for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, we reference referenced guys like Robin Williams mm-hmm. who was a comedian and end up taking his life. Uh Brody Stevens. Yeah. Like, you know, people who have have died. And the thing about it is um uh, it comes down to people either being depressed or having issues that we don't a hundred percent know about. Mm-hmm. Um, we just don't. We need to. We don't need to get caught up in like buying into one narrative and like creating it and saying like, "Oh, because you know Dave Chappelle was insensitive to the trans community, it contributed to it." Like, don't do that. Don't fucking do that. Because if we're if we're gonna be honest here, if you're really wanting to normalize everyone and that's the that's the goal. I think that's the goal from people who especially people who are you know extremely left and are like, you know, we need to you need to understand these issues and not talk about them. I think when you go to a comedy club, it shouldn't be a comedy club with just, you know, you know male comedians. It should be a it should be a club with male, female comedians, gay comedians, trans comedians, black comedians, everybody should be in one club. Mm-hmm. And if you trans and you get up there and crack jokes on me, you crack black jokes and they funny. I'm going to be laughing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get up there and talk about how you have a cock because it's funny. Right mm-hmm. now. I just think when people get too caught up in the the sensitive, like don't do that, then it just, it ruins it for everybody. Mm-hmm. It really does. But please don't misinterpret what we're saying as being insensitive to trans people at all. If I can get up and turn on the TV And Listen to a white comedian crack black jokes And I'm fucking dying Because the jokes are funny They're not hacky They're not some typical white guy Trying to crack a black joke That's not fucking funny If it's well thought out Hilarious And I'm laughing as a black man You as a trans person That's listening to a joke If you're just only listening to be offended Then that has a lot to do with you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And not that comedian If that comedian is just being insensitive and purposely trying to poke fun at trans people and it's not fucking funny, then fuck that dude because his jokes ain't funny, and he's purposely trying to be offensive. yeah, you can always tell, so it's the, the intention behind it, you know mm-hmm.
1: what I mean?-hmm yeah, I think um, yeah, I think we we hit it on the head, yeah, man, it's just it's unfortunate that
0: uh, that she took her life mm-hmm. um and I feel bad for her family. And for people newer and for Dave Chappelle, um, I don't give a fuck about what the media has to say, uh, because the media is going to write their they're going to write their own narrative anyways, because that's what they're great at doing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, They're just looking for a story. They're going to be harassing um, fucking uh, Dave Chappelle when he's at the airport. Like, do you think in any way that you contributed to the suicide? And it's just and it's it's so fucked up Mm -hmm. that people are looking for that type of reaction. And it's just it's unnecessary, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Well that's all I got on that. Yep. All right, switching gears. Uh recently, uh there was a, a guy uh on uh on Instagram. He sent me some link. This dude put meat too. Instead of meat too, he put meat too and uh M E A T. Yeah. Meat. Two. Yeah. Let me pull up the it's it's fucking hilarious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Like if 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 you're in the comedians, then you're gonna like laugh at this. But if you're like sensitive and you're like, you know, you, you're like a vegan or something, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Uh It says, this is this a picture of some black dude in the background, and it says don't ob- don't objectify me with your harlot eyes, <laughs> and it says men every men. it says men every day that passes more of you join the movement we are on the way to equality in the fall walk past one woman with cold hard nipples and look too long see if you don't catch a case she gonna try to x-ray my whole dickhead and that's cool not today not my body join us tell your story kings meet too
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> God, that's out to Sam Ridley, man. That's
0: shout just hilarious. Out, shout out to him, man. man. Um, And it's another one he posted that's fucking hilarious. It says, uh, "See my soul, not my pole." <laughs> 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 oh man, this shit is funny, man. And then he got another one. This is a picture of him with some shades on, and it says, "I am not my penis." <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag #me too. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I think the, the 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 comical tone that I get from it is in it, it, comics do a good job of being funny but also like having a little hidden message in their joke and the hidden joke is that we objectify each other being this uh, objectifying someone is not a male thing. Yeah, like it's not a male thing like I, I'm not making like I just got world's hugest cock but I'll be wearing some sweats and I'll just look over and the girl's looking right at my penis and it's happened multiple times it's happened to a lot of us but the thing about it is we're not going to make a fuss about it we just be like oh well, well it's on me I was wearing sweats you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we objectify each other it's not a one way street mm-hmm. I think some men go too far with it you know like hey girl come here Woo, yeah come here whistling and stuff and that's inexcusable you shouldn't be whistling and howling at girls that's way too that's just fucking weird Mm -hmm. right but as a man i will say honestly i look at titties and ass all the time Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. i just don't do it to where i make women feel weird and awkward about themselves you know but i look at titties and ass all the time am i objectifying women because i like looking Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know what i do is I wait till they walk off somewhere I don't be like Staring at them And then they looking at me And then they feel weird Like I don't do that But I do be looking at ass I'm a heterosexual male I'm attracted to women Especially women with big titties And big asses Okay (laughs) Just like women If women Women will walk And see a dude in gray sweats And be looking at his thing And then they'll text their girl Like ooh girl You never guess what I just seen Mm -hmm. We objectify each other This is not A male problem Okay So cut the fucking shit Right, as men, I think men are more aggressive and they need to cool the fuck off, because men will do some weird, rapey shit. I've seen it. Okay, that's where it differs. But we both still objectify each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, obviously, like you said, it was a, a comedic undertone to right. it, but <clears throat> the real message is that you know it happens on both sides, and obviously. Like Eddie said, "Men are really aggressive there. You know, they tend to be the the predators in a lot of situations. Right? Um, but it does, you know, it does happens on both sides. You yes, know what I mean, like I think that especially too, me and Eddie talk about it all the time about how um, you could be having some sort of a like a like a friends with benefits or a sexual relationship with with a person, and then you realize you you start to become like just." your your body or what you can offer to that person sexually. true and it's not a, it's not a good feeling at all no. You know what i mean like a girl just hitting you up like 3 a.m or whatever like hey what you doing and then you realize like you haven't talked to this person in so many you know so many weeks or whatever and yeah they just genuinely don't care about how you're doing as a person nope. you know they just only want your pole hashtag yep. me too so, uh, yeah, it's just a terrible feeling. And, and you know, sometimes you, you would think that um, we're men and, we, you know, we only want one thing. And, you know, we think with our head below our waist it's and toxic, stuff like that's that. That's toxic femininity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's just not the case all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, men have feelings, too, you know.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, that, like toxic masculinity is talked about a lot. But toxic femininity is the assumption that we just have dicks and we want to stick them in anything. Yeah. Right. That's not true at all. Mm-hmm. And that we don't have feelings So I've had women I've had my feelings hurt before I know a lot of you Don't give a fuck about that But the fact that a woman Will come around And act like they like you And just fuck you And then leave you And then you're like Alright, alright, cool Whatever I, I guess that this is what she wants But the fact What makes it worse Is if you actually start To have a little bit of feelings For this woman And she only wants that And then she finds out That you have feelings And then she just Bounces on you And just leaves you mm-hmm. it, it It's one of those things Where it's the assumption that a man should be detached instead of be a human being. And that's toxic femininity in its truest form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So we got to understand that on uh, what, what the scale you're looking at, I just think it, it yells out more when men do it based on the fact that, you know, for many years, men have uh, 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 oppressed women woman in ways like, you know, you know, uh, go make me a sandwich type shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and since that has been the case, that's why it's a lot louder when men do it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's extremely disrespectful. But do not fucking sit here and act like only one narrative is real and the other one's not, because mm-hmm. it's 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 that's completely inaccurate. If that's how you feel, yeah. I seen an article. I seen an article. I guess it was from Serena Williams stating that young boys needed to go to uh, uh, domestic domestic uh, domestic violence courses or whatever, right? And I'm thinking, like, this is what I thought immediately when I seen this link. It said Serena Williams, uh, I guess she suggested that young boys go to domestic violence uh, courses, like young boys. I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, that's right, because, yeah, I, they should go, because, you know, uh, men are the only ones to hit women, you know. Are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Domestic violence is a people issue, not a male problem. There's we, no gender associated with domestic yeah, violence Yeah there's no gender associated with that mm-hmm. So it's I find that completely stupid mm-hmm. And that's 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 extremely sexist When you, you You make You put all this issue These issues on one person Or one mm-hmm. type of person mm-hmm. I've seen women get mad And slap their boyfriend upside the face
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and then it's like You should never hit a woman Well you shouldn't be hit Putting your hands on a fucking man either Yeah yeah, you should not be doing that because I've seen women get knocked the fuck out, and I didn't feel bad for him. And I don't hit women, but I seen him like, bitch, bitch ass nigga hit him in his face, and he said, boop, boop, boop,
1: laid him down. I was like, you know what? I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a girl, the um, baby, the rapper. He was in a in some sort of club, and he hopped out in the crowd, and he was performing and stuff. And one of the one female. I, I don't know what her mind what was going through her mind at the time, but she swung on the baby what and I, I don't know if she made contact with him or what, but the bodyguard the baby's the bodyguard hit the girl with a two piece of cold knocked her out, yeah. Ooh. yeah, she was just on the ground, um uh, sleep pretty much, and uh he didn't know it was he you know there's so many things going on, he didn't yeah. know it was an actual female, oh, he probably wouldn't have hit her like that if he knew it was a female, but at the same time. If you're in that situation and there's so much going on and you, you know, reaching over and trying to hit the baby and you as bodyguard, you just going to react.
0: Yeah. So
1: she got she, she got what she she wanted, I guess.
0: And yeah, she fucked up. Yeah. You don't do that. I seen there was a there was these two. It was two police officers and they were <laughs> removing this irate woman from a. Uh, from a uh, football game, right? So they they picked the girl up on their shoulders to get her out because she was refusing to leave, and the girl swung on the cop, and it was this, this big black man with ball headed, right? She slaps him like, get your fucking hands off me! He reached around and slapped the fuck out of her, dude. I'm talking about, bam, slapped her across the face. And she immediately just like fucking laid back. Like she I don't think she was knocked out. I just think she cooled cooled off. I don't know. <laughs> Cause she was like, whoo! <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, you yeah, don't put your fucking hands on people, man.
1: Yeah. So all in all, just keep your hands to yourself. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that the I think it started from that whole comedy thing, the meet too thing. Yeah. It's just a. Uh, Uh, objectifying and motherfucking Mm -hmm. domestic violence and all of that shit. is not a one way issue. I know that extremely left people want you to believe that men are just the devil and they're fucking doing all this shit, Mm -hmm. but there are multiple angles to this. There are more than one there. There's more than one narrative that exists. And I'm getting tired of, you know, uh, seeing just only one thing. Yeah, I think we should respect women. I don't think we should put our hands on them and whatnot. But I also think that we should hold them accountable when they talking as shit. Like it's only men co- creating these problems. Mm-hmm.
1: That's not cool, man. Yeah. Hashtag right. me too. Yeah, yeah. Me Shout too. Shout out to Sam. Make sure y'all follow Sam. Really, just just um, search his name on Instagram. He's a hilarious comedian. Yeah, man. Sam. And he look. does he does stand up, and he's great at stand up, and he also does a lot of you know, social media stuff like memes and stuff like that. So he did he did a great um I shared it with Eddie a while back. He did a uh, when the Popeyes when the Popeye's chicken sandwich was circulated, he did a voice over on the Denzel scene from Training Day. So it was pretty funny. Yeah,
0: matter of fact yeah, I, don't, I don't was not him.
1: Let me go follow him right now. Yeah, Sam is dope. Sorry, we, sorry. we met Sam uh, at a at a open mic. He came He did his five minutes and he killed, and uh, it was like the first time um, DJ had went up there and and did stand up for his birthday, and uh, Sam was just giving him game, telling him, you know, just keep at it, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, Sam is cool, cool people. That's real, man. All right, let's go back to
0: to the topics. All right, switching gears. Uh, Gina Rodriguez was she the fucking on that show? Uh, The Jane the Virgin, is that it? Yeah. yeah, she was on that. She looked good. So yeah, she, she looked good. Fire. Yeah, she looked pretty cute. She just had, look, has this very regular look to her. Yeah. She looked like I would see her, like Mercado Latino or something.
1: Ah. Uh. <laughs> 10 windows. Yeah. <laughs> 10
0: windows. You crazy. <laughs> you stupid. Uh, I got my windows tinted. You got a tinted there too? Oh my God. Yeah. Me and Keith both got our windows uh, tinted at Mercado Latino. Yeah. Shout out to Mercado Latino <laughs> sponsored podcast. <laughs> And when you go down that little street by Mercado Latino, they are selling everything. Bro, I feel like you're driving in Mexico. Bro, window tint, fucking stereos, everything. Mm -hmm. If you go a little further down, they probably selling somebody's soul out there. (laughs) Like, you want a soul? 50 bucks? (laughs) Like,
1: yeah, let me get somebody's soul, man. (laughs) And the aesthetic aesthetic is so trash. Yeah, it's crazy. the opposite of minimalism. It's right. Like a bunch of stuff going on, but you go there and the prices is dirt cheap. And now, you know, that do your stuff pretty quick.
0: Don't go that down that street if you got epilepsy. Yeah. You might have a fucking season. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Facts. Facts only. Yeah. It'll be like watching that Kanye West video. All of the lights, all of the lights.
1: <laughs>
0: window 10 50 bucks man
1: pull in here <laughs> all of the 10 all of the tin.
0: <laughs> oh man i some dude tried to sell me a speaker that he took out of a, somebody else's truck he's like oh i sell it to you 120 dollars." i'm
1: like you uh, just took it out of that no. truck i ain't yeah. buying that shit uh,
0: <laughs> people hustling over there man heck yeah yeah but anyways gina rodriguez man she said that uh or well, she was singing a song i think it was the refugees or the Fuji excuse me you said uh, yeah the Fuji song and she said like uh, like niggas give me the heebie jeebies or whatever like that yeah. but let's be clear okay she's she was um, uh, singing a lyric to a song
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, she is is she like Dominican or something Puerto Rican something uh, She's one of those. She's one of those skins. Uh, uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican. She's a. She's a can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I think that I don't on the East Coast. It's not that big a deal when you hear like Latino saying nigga. But I just think that it's a little awkward when I hear non-black people saying nigga. Still, I'm still having. I'm not fully adapted to it. I'm, mm. I'm only thirty-four. But back in the day, I never heard nobody say nigga except for black people. Mm-hmm. But now you just got a bunch of people saying it. Yeah. I'm not gonna play the you know the nigga police and tell people <laughs> if they could say it or not. Yeah. But my, but my thing is is like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a rip off of someone else's culture though. Like yeah. at the same time, like I, I don't I, I I could appreciate someone's culture without like I won't say hijacking it, but kind of hijacking it. Mm-hmm. Like, I could appreciate Mexican culture. Like, you know, there's a lot of things in Mexican culture that I could get down with. Like, I personally think that Mexican people are old restitution for Nike Cortez, right? Because why is it that you look at, like, a lot of the homies we grew up with and everybody wore Nike Cortez, right? All these years, I'm talking 20 plus years of Mexicans wearing Nike Cortez. And then all of a sudden, YG wear the Nike Cortez and they get super popular and everybody buying them, and then I see a Nike ad, and they show a white dude wearing Nike Cortez. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute! If it wasn't for Mexicans, my Nike Cortez wouldn't even be around no more. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things, man. It's kind of like, you know, uh, I want to, well, I want to say a cultural appropriation, but it's kind of like a mild hijacking. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really give a fuck, but at the same time, I can see why some people are um, like. I do not say up in arms, but like wondering why she did it.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's this is one of the things like you when you when you make art and you make great art, um, and you your your culture is influenced or your culture is portrayed through the lyrics, right? You you kind of expect, uh, you know, people to quote your stuff line for line, exactly. and if you have the word nigga in there, that that's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like like. I, I'm glad that the internet does this. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like you said before, like I was telling Eddie, I, I don't want to be the nigga nigga police. Like I'm not going around stopping everybody from saying nigga because um, you're just gonna you're gonna be pulling your hair out at the end of the day. Like there yeah. was, you know, kids at my at my job that was saying nigga, and I would, you know, you have to tell them to stop saying it. Um, but at the end of the day, if you just constantly doing that throughout the day, you're just going to have so many altercations like, yo, why can't I say it? And you know, this, and I grew up saying it. I grew up on this side of town. I can say it. I grew up around black people. I can say it. Right. At the, at the end of the day, it's just like, it's just too much going on, but yeah. that was a great, um, I wish I could, uh, I wish there was a way we could share the, the the clip, but there's this, this rapper named Aminé, and he's really dope. and um, he has a line in in one of his songs, basically referencing this idea. Like um, he, but he did it in a super creative way. Mm. Um, uh, I'll show it to to Eddie later. May you know if if you want to hear it, I could send you the clip. But I found it on Twitter. Oh, wow. was from you know those. Um, I think they call the those little NPR desk performances or something. You know, they oh. sit behind um, this little desk. It's a it's like a YouTube. Uh, um channel and basically different artists like T Pain and um a bunch of other people will come through and then they do this like small little tight knit performance behind this desk. Um her has done one, um a bunch of other people have done one. Uh even Mac Miller had Mac one. Miller, yeah, right? I know you're about? talking about it's yeah. like a little room. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh-huh. So they have those things and he did his he did his thing there, but it was just a super creative way to say like, hey, I'm saying nigga in this song, but you know, you can't say it, even if you're singing along, type stuff. Like uh. that. Yeah, but it was it was super dope. So, um, but yeah, I I I feel the same way. This just one of them things. Um, you know, like I said, I'm glad the internet kind of jump jumps down, you know, kind of jumps on these people that that kind of loosely are using our yeah. our culture. You know what I mean? Con- conveniently using our culture. Um, I don't know why she thought it was okay to say that. Like, it's a, like I, I remember my friend Tree, he was telling me, he was like, you know, you can say it and I'm not going to fight you over the word right. or whatever, but I can't <laughs> control what the world is going to say about you right. using that word. <laughs> and that's the perfect, um, perfect <clears throat> quote to go along with what you know gina rodriguez just did yeah because she probably says it around some of her black girlfriends and stuff like that yeah and then she thought it was cool to be on the internet saying it and then they got her on her helmet and she had to backtrack it yeah because she there's no way that that's their first time saying it nah because it she said it a too million times yeah exactly um and it, <laughs> there's it's Jennifer
0: lopez said it too
1: yeah that's one thing for guys to say it and you know, depending on how you grew up or what culture you're from, like right. it may sound differently coming off <laughs> your tongue. But for girls to be saying it, like not even a lot of black girls say nigga like true, that. True, true. Yeah. They don't. It's it's just it's it just it just doesn't even sound right, you know what I mean? So coming right. from a Mexican girl, that's like yeah. She's not Mexican
0: it. though.
1: Well would Latino girl or Latina girl, whatever culture you're from like you know it just don't sound right so
0: yeah it doesn't there's multiple things that could be true this is a very uh layered topic because no other genres like hip-hop where you hear the word nigga eight million times but you expect people not to say it when they listen to your music Mm -hmm. like that's also true like if you're driving down the street and you're a white guy and you be like i'm chilling with my how you not gonna say nigga how are you not gonna say it Mm -hmm. right if I'm riding in a car with a white dude and we cool, and he slip up and say nigga in a rap song, I'm not even gonna say shit. I'm gonna be like, yo, this dude has never called me a nigga one day in his life, and he probably feels bad because he was listening to N.W.A. and Eazy made him slip up and say nigga. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what's crazy is like it, it'd be like, hey, you listen to N.W.A.? I'd be like, and I should just fuck with him. Like, who is that? Oh, niggas with attitudes. Hey, bro, don't ever call me a nigga again, bro. <laughs> Just start beating his ass. <laughs> hey, I'm not racist, man. My dog is black, and my, I, have, I have black friends. <laughs>
1: uh, That's comedy.
0: Oh man, yeah, it, it, but yeah, I, I personally don't want to be the you know the police on the N word. You know, mm. I don't feel like I own the N word. <laughs> I just think as as black people as a culture, I think that that word was used to tear us down as a culture and black people kind of re they kind of rebranded the n-word mm-hmm. and turned it into something empowering yeah it's i think that the n-word is not something that's just it's it's something that's exists in other cultures except it's not nigga it's something else that mexican people do amongst each other mm-hmm. that's like different they might call each other something in spanish that you know they understand like they say like chingon or something like that whether it's black people calling each other niggas or it's Italians calling each other something else, it's a cultural thing. So I think that Italian niggas. Huh? Well they'd <laughs> they be like spaghetti on <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what's crazy? I wonder if you did like a social experiment, like if you, you see like a like an Asian guy and he's like, My nigga this, my nigga that, like he talking to his friend, and then he you come up, you like, Hey, what's up, my nigga? What if I'm like, Hey, what's up, orange chicken?
1: Oh,
0: and to see, what he say. to see what he says,
1: to What's see up, what taco? he says, <laughs> to see what he says. What's up taco? Oh, he'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Hey, man, why you calling
0: me that, bro?" I'm like, "Hey, you call me nigga, man. I'm Calling you orange chicken. You got a problem?"
1: What's up, shrimp fry? Right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, SAT? Uh. <laughs> SAT.
0: <laughs> oh my god hey you know what I'm, I'm gonna say this right here um shout out to, to all uh to any of the white listeners out there i'm not saying y'all do this but <clears throat> i've had some experiences with, with white folks and it wasn't racist it's just like we mentioned before it'd be a situation where they're not culturally clu- like they're culturally clueless mm-hmm. like you go over to your white homie house y'all chilling. And then like their parents come in and their parents super nice super cool but they might say something that make no sense mm-hmm. like they'll come in like hey how's it going Eddie you'd be like oh great he's like so um so you ever had uh so you know it's like so do you like collard greens <laughs> you'd be like what <laughs> uh like I guess they're okay and then the kid be like come on dad dad, dad <laughs> <come> on, <baby."> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, it's funny man i just think that we've we came even though as much as people talk about racism and shit i think we've came a long way as well so i think a lot of times if you like a white parent and your kid got like black homeboys you're like wow we came so far timmy has black friends i'm so, <laughs> so glad that uh <laughs> yeah man
1: yeah, there hasn't been black friends in this family since I was getting digged down by Tyrone oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god nah I'd be like a white daddy be like we haven't had black friends since I used to date Shanika back in college
1: <laughs> Shanika shout out to Shanika
0: yeah mm. like I, I met uh, I met Shanika at Affirmative Action uh, program we seen her <laughs>
1: <laughs> God dang! <laughs> An affirmative action, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> uh, uh, Shanika probably look good too. Yeah, Dude. man,
0: <clears throat> it's probably some super woke white guy, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I met a," uh, he said, "I met Tanisha at a Black Lives Matter rally back in 2016."
1: <laughs> Uh, it really be white boys out there that love black women. Bro, man. it be
0: black dudes that I mean, it may be white dudes that be just whooping black girls, bro.
1: Yeah. I'll be
0: like, man, more power to you, man. And it and they be, getting, be real
1: regular like and the the ones I obviously the ones that's like grew up in black culture and you know, listen to hip hop and dress yeah. a certain way, but there'd be some really white, white yeah. dudes that like white
0: White dudes wearing dockers and Yeah. Yeah. Wearing <clears throat> Nixon watches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for real. Yeah. Um, whose wife is white it was some somebody that threw me off um i can't even think of who it is but it was a, a entertain it was an entertainer and uh-huh. when i found out their their wife is was black i was like what the heck was it robert man? de niro was it was it robert de niro
0: i don't know his wife is black probably 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 not him though
1: no it wasn't robert de niro it was i know captain I Am- wasn't,
0: captain man. america be cho- chocolate chasing you, you, you see that video of him swooping on these black chicks no yeah captain america was like he was just pulled up on these black chicks and was just talking to him like oh hey what's going I know on J-
1: i think jake gyllenhaal's wife is uh black you sure i'm pretty sure she is i don't even know who his wife is yeah because he had a commercial if i'm not mistaken and it had his family in it and his uh his tell wife
0: you, Man, these black. these these white dudes are swooping up the sisters, man. That's what I'm saying.
1: I already got one with the sisters. Yeah, man, you gotta watch out, man. We yeah. ain't gonna have no black women left, man. Yeah. You want your sister or Gina Rodriguez calling you nigga all the time? <laughs> 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 oh man, these black girls, man, they seem
0: like you know what's what's like a white guy name? Uh uh brett brett (laughs) brett has great credit man great credit got a 401k got a beach house black woman just got you dating some nigga with no job she's like i gotta get this
1: Uh, that's crazy man (laughs) oh man this is
0: completely just jokes this is uh uh what you call it? satire i guess you could say
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah
0: all right uh switching gears man um Michael Jordan opened up a clinic for underprivileged uh, underprivileged community in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. A reason why this is even a topic is based on the fact that especially Black people have shitted on Michael Jordan for quite some time, oh, saying God. Michael Seriously. Jordan ain't did none for the community, but mm-hmm. sell his goddamn shoes and mm-hmm. people getting shot over these shoes and he don't do nothing for nobody. <clears throat> I mean, here's the thing: I think that we're too used to people being out in front when they're doing something. Like that, you know, there's some people that. They always want credit for everything they do. We, we really don't know what Michael Jordan has been doing with his time or what he's been doing for the community because he probably doesn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, Prince, like people don't know this, but Prince was such a giving person and he did it in private without people knowing that he would purposely get uh, he would basically do these private concerts and he would set his schedule up just so he could do something in that community. He was making up excuses to give back They found out after he passed So it's like <clears throat> Prince was doing all these good things Out in the world and people didn't really know it mm-hmm. And it's like What if Michael Jordan is more caught up in doing Things than telling everybody what he's doing mm-hmm. Like he spent 7 million Dollars of his own money to contribute To this, this clinic and it's like Bro it's it's a good Thing they was all oh, he just do it for Attack right off you know it's like, bro, what the fuck have you done? Yeah. You ain't done nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't talk bad about Michael Jordan. This is a, this is great. It's for underprivileged people and people without insurance and shit. So more power to Michael Jordan, man.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm just, you know, I think I think it is a, a great thing and it and and like Eddie said there throughout um <clears throat> excuse me, Michael Jordan's career, he's been a person that black people have kind of turned an eye to because They felt like he didn't do anything for our community, Um, which is, like Eddie said, you you never know what people are doing behind the scenes. Not everyone is going to put out a press conference every time they do something for our community. I know that um, I remember one of my friends was on Facebook and um, he mentioned something about uh, Kobe Bryant and basically saying like, man, Kobe Bryant ain't never done nothing for the community. And I was like, "How do you know that?" Right. And then I was like, "I I didn't know anything off the top of my head, but I I just googled Kobe Bryant um, philanthropy or something like that, and then he had a whole website dedicated to giving back to you know certain giving back to the community in in Los Angeles. So I was like, you you know he got a whole website dedicated to this stuff right here, but obviously we only hear. The negative when it comes to certain athletes. So you may have never even known what a certain person was doing. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan may have been doing stuff prior to this um, because I don't think in what is he is mid 50s or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think someone that's 50 something years old would um, be only giving for the first time in his 50s. That don't even that don't even sound right. Right. So, this is a thing where, you know, we just gotta cut some people some slack sometime because yeah. a lot of times the people that are criticizing athletes and entertainers for not giving their money aren't doing anything. You know, exactly. if you're a person that's complaining about Michael Jordan not giving money or Michael Jordan only giving seven million dollars. How much money have you gave to whomever? Yeah, like, you,
0: you won't even give your change to Panda Express.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when they ask to round up the dollar. You know, just, <laughs> at, <laughs> just <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask yourself, right, if you're a person that's complaining about how much money whomever is given. Calculate Michael Jordan's net worth and then um, figure out what percentage of his net worth is $7 million, right? And then... Um, do a uh, do a comparison or a parallel to your own net worth and how and and use that percentage of 7 mil, uh whatever 7 million dollars is of Michael Jordan's net worth take that percentage and then apply it to, to your actual that. net worth right and then go donate that money so you wouldn't have you know so you wouldn't have any any gripes or anything like that and you can actually uh make a real a real argument or suggestion that he should be doing more because if you're not donating anything then you're just talking at the end of it. Yeah. Day.
0: You're just I don't know. You're just you're jumping on the hate the hate train. Yeah. And it's it's unnecessary, man. Mm-hmm. If you see people doing good things out in the world, then just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. I don't make it when I see people doing something good in the world, I don't, you know, I had a fart. Um I just <laughs> I don't I don't say like something Eddie just queefed.
1: What? You just queefed. Yeah, that shit was like. <laughs> 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 They're
0: like, oh my god, I'm so
1: embarrassed.
0: <laughs> and then you try to go slow to stop the queef noise, and then it just goes slow. Like it just be like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, funny. when you see somebody doing something good in the world, don't make an excuse to say yeah. something bad, man. Just don't say anything. Yeah. And, uh, most people that say that people that say things don't know
1: enough, oftentimes yeah if they aint got nothing good to say then don't say anything, yeah yeah and especially when somebody's going to, doing a good deed that's a th- that's the thing that disturbs me about the black community um and just you know the internet and society in general is whenever someone's trying to do good they there always seems to be a lot of negativity um, or some sort of backlash it's like yo this man is doing a good deed, I don't get how you could Say something negative about that A selfless act Yeah Or yeah. maybe it may not be selfless He may be just providing a hospital For all the niggas that's getting shot over his shoes Yeah but like
0: I made this a wing specialty for people to get shot over <laughs> my shoes uh, Black Friday uh, This store would be open For anybody to get shot uh, when you get my shoes uh, uh, I would like to thank everybody for
1: uh, That's a good joke We gotta figure out how to like yeah, that
0: Michael Jordan made a hospital for niggas that got shot <laughs> Buying the Jordan twelves.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Johnson, Jordan. Um does your job or profession affect your political beliefs? Me and Keith had this conversation and it really makes sense. It does, right? I think that if you're an oil field worker, right, or you, you're you if you work in the oil industry in general, oftentimes you lean right. So you're more conservative. If you're a Let's say if you're a truck driver, oftentimes, especially if you're owner-op, you're oftentimes more conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's another one? Uh, what's another one we talked about? Which ones? Oh, teachers are more in the middle. I would say teachers are more in the middle. You got yeah. conservatives and you got liberals. Mm-hmm. And then if you are a... What's another one?
1: Any sort of uh, thing in... In entertainment or arts, you tend mm. to be a little bit more liberal. They are
0: more liberal, mm-hmm. yeah. Liberal, like arts, like uh, actor shit, like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are tend to be liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and another one is fucking tech. If you're tech, oftentimes you're liberal. Yeah,
1: yeah. Often, Silicon Valley and yeah, whatnot.
0: You're often you're, you're fucking Jeff <laughs> Bezos and mm-hmm. goddamn uh, what's his name from Facebook,
1: Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Mark Zuckerberg and. Mm-hmm. Fucking Tom from MySpace. <laughs>
1: <I> mean, <that's... laughs> shout out to Tom, my first friend on MySpace. Shout out Yeah,
0: to yeah. I'd be like one of the, like remove Tom as friend. <laughs> yeah. Tom be like, why you want to remove me, man? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're often- Tom was
1: like a photographer or something now. Really? Yeah. I don't know what he I does. I think he live in the Bay Area. He would be going to- uh, Giants baseball games and stuff. really yeah
0: nobody knows who the fuck he is though yeah if you seen Tom in order for you to know who Tom was he would need to be sitting at a desk with his head turned around
1: ah, like that
0: little picture in front gets.
1: of a whiteboard huh
0: yeah in front of a whiteboard yeah yeah, yeah but uh um, yeah man it's you, you tend to your political beliefs tend to tend to align with that like yeah there are certain things I see out and I could tell if someone is liberal or conservative, not because I'm trying to label them, but because, God damn it, unfortunately, I kind of am. Like, think, if you see some white dude driving down the street in a big lifted truck with an American flag swinging out the back with smoke blowing out the back of his tailpipe <laughs> and he has an NRA sticker on the back of his bumper, he might be conservative. Mm-hmm. If you see a Prius driving down the street with a gay pride sticker on the back, they might be liberal. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um and unfortunately, you know, you don't want to you don't you don't want to pigeonhole people, but that's kind of what you see in these industries uh you you just can tell. Like if you're a big oil guy, you more likely are conservative. And you were talking about some friends you had Keith that that talk about the oil fields Mm -hmm. and they kind of a lot, like
1: they start to start sounding like those big oil guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, um, I have people or know people personally that have been in certain professions for, for years now. And you, you realize that however they were influenced or whether it was, excuse me, them making a lot of money or them just hanging around these people with certain views, they start to align themselves and conform to, you know, the beliefs that they have. It's like, you, you know, you can start off, you know, start out uh, being a certain way in a job. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're c- conversating, you know, you, you almost, I gonna say you sell your soul or you lose yourself. But if you're surrounded by, you know, 20, 30 people every single day that have conservative views, it would probably be really difficult to be able to stand on your own in those sort of situations. So, you know, you start to conform to, you know, um, the people around you's beliefs. Yeah. You know, so whether it's how you, and you you start to view the world differently also. Because, you know, when you were, imagine when you were poor, um, before you started working at a certain job, and then all of a sudden you start making a lot, a lot of money. Um, that'll change how you view people. Also, like, can. you know, you used to maybe give that person panhandling some change, and then also, and then all of a sudden you get a job, and it's like, yo, like, I ain't giving you no change. Go get a job. Mm, so right. Those sort of things happen a lot, man. And True. It's, people, um, people lose sight of you know where they come from and in who they were prior to, you know, getting these really good jobs. So, um, that's just one thing you have to, to watch out for, even with yourself, you know what I mean? Just being able to, you know, even with, um, you know, Eddie and myself, you know, we consider ourselves, you know, closer towards the middle, um, like a, a middle leaning liberals. But, it could be certain situations where we're in certain rooms, we're in certain conversations with certain people, and or maybe a certain company. And a company is extremely liberal, and they start to try to influence you to speak a certain way on the podcast. Right? You know, we we have to find a way to stand our ground on these things, and you know, know in your heart and know in your gut how you feel about a certain situation it shouldn't change. Um, it should only change with new information And right. it shouldn't change be By being influenced by You know someone that's um, Your boss or you know someone that's Your peer that um, That has an influence on you
0: Right I just think people live in this Echo chamber of this Of their own ideology you know Every friend you have is conservative mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying every friend you have is Liberal and you just start bouncing Off the same ideas and you're not you're not in in quoting Katie Kirk, you're not even looking for affirma- like you're looking for affirmation, not information, mm-hmm. so you're basically having your beliefs affirm- affirmed instead of questioned like I like being around conservatives and and all kind of other people. It's this dude that I know uh that works over at uh, at current oil, <clears throat> and uh we have conversations. he's conservative, and there's some things we disagree about and there's some things we agree about. That's why I don't really like to consider myself liberal at all. Like I'm definitely more towards the middle because it's certain things I believe in. I have more conservative beliefs in certain things and other ones are liberal. Like in regards to what we talk about gun or gun control. um, We've agreed that guns have been around a long time. Mass shootings, not so long. They've had, they've had guns to do mass shootings for many, many years and have not done them. So when you say it's the guns, I, it's hard for me to agree with that. You know what I'm saying? But I would be considered like you don't know what you're talking about. You must be conservative. And it's like, no, um, I'm really not. But at the same time, guns have been around forever. We've had the firepower for decades, but we didn't have mass shootings, and now we have them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could take away, mach- you could take away all kinds of guns. It's not going to stop people from doing it.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think one thing that bothers me about liberals is I feel like they learn new words every few months. <laughs> and they just want to attach it to themselves. Right. I'm a such and such, or I'm a this, or I'm a that. And, you know. I'm they a they. Just, yeah, and then they start wearing shirts that promote whatever whatever it is. And so, like, yo, like, just five years ago, you were a normal person. Now, you're an alien or i don't it's, know like what the fuck yeah
0: it's just because people don't they're not a part of anything mm-hmm. and they tend to become a part of a group and buy into something they don't even really understand mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. around here just acting crazy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's its crazy how people don't even i think once you do that you, you're not even enjoying life anymore yeah like i could crack a joke about somebody that's let's say it'll be somebody i don't know uh uh, let's say they're uh, I don't know. It could be I don't really crack trans jokes because p- it make people uncomfortable, but I still crack them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if it's somebody that is in that community and I say something, and it's a joke that was well thought out or whatever the case, I'm gonna get attacked by a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you, it's not that you don't even feel comfortable saying it. It's just that if you say it, you got to get ready for the smoke, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is the same person that's mad at you. They might laugh at a joke about Stevie Wonder being blind, but yet they got the nerve to be mad about you for cracking a joke about someone being trans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, yo, like what the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. It's it's contradictory, man.
1: Yeah,
0: it's 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 basically you're 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 basically standing on a moral high ground that's not even consistent. Mm-hmm. But it happens. It happens a lot with liberals. It's, it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Conservatives, conservatives are like a brick wall. They don't like to hear shit. You talk about global warming, they're like, it's not real. It's fake news. I'll be like, well, uh, there was a flood in in Miami earlier. That's fake news.
1: There wasn't no flood. It's on the news. That's fake news. That's fake water. You'll be like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that that's part of it too. Like if you're a person that works um, for the gov or not for the government um like in the like blM right the Bureau of land management mm-hmm. you're probably a person that's you know pretty liberal because you're right. you, you know you're trying to conserve wildlife and figure right. out ways how to keep animals around and you know you're hiking through you know different terrain throughout your you know your daily endeavors um so that's one of those one of those things too and you're and you're actually in it, you know what I mean so when yeah. it comes to you may not necessarily even be influenced but just by literally seeing you know you were probably studying like kit foxes kit foxes are endangered yeah out here in Kern things. County kangaroo rats yeah, so you know you may you may see these people or these kit foxes or little families of kit foxes every single day. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go back to a certain area where they kind of do their daily, daily things. And then the, the kid foxes aren't there anymore. So those kind of things can shape the way you feel about uh, about um, global warming and stuff like that. So this is one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind
0: of like shoot away. I know this conservatives be like uh Global warming is normal. The world just heats up. I don't see the big deal. It has nothing to do with anything.
1: You'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's like if global warming, you know, it, that may or may not be true. But at the same time, literally animals are dying right. because of humans' influence. Rhinoceros is gone, right? Um, Well, not all of them, yeah. but certain, certain species. Certain species is yeah. gone. And a lot of that is from poaching and. Um, deforestation and stuff like that. Yeah. What about the bald eagle? The bald eagle is still here. Yeah, it's still here. It's not very many of them though. I don't know if that uh, if the bald eagle is in danger, but it's not in danger. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because there's different tiers. There's yeah. uh, there's like it. Um, I forget what it's called. Like a not alert. I forget. So endangered means it's you know like a certain amount of them left, and then mm-hmm. there's a step above that, which means they're basically on alert. Uh, mm. Like polar bears are not endangered, but they're on this like the tier above endangered, yeah um but yeah, so um, but it's a lot of you know animals on that on that list that um that that are endangered and animals that are extremely popular and beautiful animals, and obviously, like the reason that they are dying is because of the you know the impact that humans are having on their habitats and on their lives, whether it's hunting them or whether it's cutting down the areas and where they live. So, so it's just, it's just a, a thing where you just got to open your eyes at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't get it. I feel like when it comes to the global warming thing, people, it's just people, um, that just want to argue really. It doesn't really like, it doesn't make sense to me. It sounds like easy math when you say um, it's probably bad to dig up oil out of the earth. Like it just... Yeah? Yeah. But it's probably bad to cut down trees. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. I think, but when there's when there's money involved, you kind of say like, oh, well, I mean, yeah. it's not like a tree. You can't grow new. You could grow new trees. Yeah. You know. That's nice what
1: your bottom line.
0: Yeah. So I remember somebody said... Uh, it's not a it's not a oil spill. Oil comes from the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm just like okay. I, it's kind of like my thing is this cuz I indirectly work like I mean I haul fuel. Mm-hmm. So fuel it comes from I guess fossil fuel. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the industry as well, but I don't buy into it like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't buy into it like when you say there's an oil sp- like you had to dig that out. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I guess they uh, they mentioned that fracking is really not the greatest for the earth.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Me, I don't know a whole bunch, so I can't really get into it too much. But I would assume that drilling into the earth is not good for it. Yeah, that's just an assumption. Yeah, I mean if you do, I mean the only thing that's healthy to drill into is some vagina.
1: Ah. Um, <laughs> that was funny. There. <laughs> caught you off guard, huh?
0: <laughs> I bet you caught a lot of listeners off guard. Yeah. They probably, by the time they listen to this, they're going to be driving to LA or somewhere along and they're going to think I was going to say something real powerful. <laughs> and, like, and then they're like, yeah, you know, actually, it's true. Vagina.
1: <laughs> vagina whale. A what? A vagina whale. Got all the pussy juice at the bottom of the whale. <sighs> Try that again, Keith. No, I'm playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whales are fucked up, man. They be getting all of those plankton.
1: I wasn't talking about a literal whale. I'm talking about.
0: Like oh, a, a pussy well in the ground. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay, now it's funnier. Yeah. Yeah, because I fucked up. I'm thinking you're talking about a well in the ocean.
1: <laughs> I was
0: like, God damn.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're talking about like a water well yeah alright mm-hmm. well uh, you got anything else man uh, well actually it was one more we had to add to what's that uh, switching gears
1: it was the uh, what would we do without Google oh yeah I was just thinking Um, I think I mentioned it a while back on a podcast there was an assignment that I had in one of my uh, I forget what kind of class it was it might have been a marketing class or something like that, mm. and uh, the teacher just one day we I think the class was like twice a week, and one day on a Wednesday or Thursday or something, um, he was like, "Hey guys, I have an assignment. Um, here's what I want you to do: I want you to turn off your phones or like basically put your phones away, and see how long you can last without using your phones, and document um, your progress. So, um." After I left the class, I basically, like, hit up a couple people, like, yo, my phone's going to be off if if I need you or whatever. Like, you know, I'll message you on, on my computer, on right. Facebook Messenger, or something like that. And um, I just threw my, I, I just basically put my phone on airplane mode. And um, I went like that for about a week. And it turns out that I was the longest person to, to do it in the class. Oh, wow. Um, it was a couple of people that I was like two hours. <laughs> like Damn. other people that I was like a day. And a couple of other people that I was like two days. But I think I was probably the longest one. But um, but just having the ability, um, you know, sometimes you you realize even in a conversation with you know with a friend or something, and you guys are trying to figure out certain information and how reliable Google is, mm. like even before the podcast. I I googled, I googled um, Dave Chappelle and found out the girl's name. See, like, my phone is listening to me, and it's when I said, like, when I mentioned Google, it mm-hmm. it uh, if I say, "Hey Google," do that, do that thing with Issa Rae, like Google talk like Issa. Try it. Oh, I don't know how to do that, but I don't want to hear Issa Rae voice on my phone. Why not? Because I just don't want to. Hear- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. if else, shout out to Issa Ray. Hopefully, you know we work together in the future. But I don't want you on my phone. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so um, it's just it's just something we've almost grown accustomed to. Like it's an extra brain for us. You know what I mean? Whether it's finding directions or um looking up certain information and we don't, we almost don't have to remember as much stuff anymore because we know that we can always look it up on Google. Right. So you don't have to retain as much information, which is, which is, which is good and bad, you know? I don't know. I think, uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, some of our listeners trying to just, you know, stow away your phone for a few days and see how you manage, see how you get around, the city, or you know, get to certain destinations strictly by writing down directions like we used to, or looking at a map. or Right. Like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. As we yeah we we've leaned so much on technology that it's hard to turn back because mm-hmm. most of, especially younger people, they've they've grown up into it. You know, they've been they grew up like back in the day. The closest we had to anything was the Map Quest. Yeah. That Map Quest shit back in the day, and yeah. then before that, we didn't have shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We had yeah, to find map. shit. Well, you, know what, you know what was big back in the day? This is how you found everything is landmarks. Oh, I live next to the McDonald's. Like, you keep going straight two miles past the McDonald's, you make a ride on this street and go there. Landmarks got you everywhere you needed to go. Mm-hmm. Because if you, let's say you need to go to somebody's house in LA, you'd be like, you know, you take the I-5, you take it to the 405, and then you'll see a McDonald's, go one mile past that, then get off that exit, make a left, then you're going to see a Walgreens. Mm -hmm. That's how you make it to everywhere. Because if you just use the address, you would never get there. Yeah. It'd take you forever.
1: Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. I even use, I still be using the GPS inside of Bakersfield. Bruh, you? (laughs) 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 <laughs> I was
0: feeling bad cuz I was like, "Hold on, man. I've been here 20 some years. Bro, I've been here all my life and and I really get lost in certain areas, it would be like I'll say in like deep into Rosedale, like in the like and I'd be like not knowing where the fuck shit at. Oh, yeah. That's not my side of town. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't matter where. Some place you could literally get lost in your own city, bro. Yeah,
1: you this can. The city
0: is sure. big. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah. If it, anything on Anything on the west side of town, like, I'm cool. You know, yeah. Like where we live at. True. At. But We're
0: like mid-city right here. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But when it starts getting into, like you said, Rosedale area, yeah. or some of these, you know, southwest and stuff like that. About
0: liberty like, and shit.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, shh. Some, some schools in Bakersfield I've seen maybe never before or once or it's twice. It's weird, right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I think, what school did I go to? I went to Stockdale, um high school a couple weeks ago and i was just out there like yo this is crazy!" like i haven't seen this school since i graduated high school right senior year crazy i was like and then i was looking out there it was like different stores and stuff i was like yo this is wild
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. motherfucking uh there's a couple there's now back when i was in high school uh frontier wasn't around yet uh, Golden Valley wasn't around yet.
1: M- Miramonte. Miramonte wasn't I around have yet. have Golden Valley yet?
0: No. Dang. Golden Valley wasn't there yet. Um, okay. And uh, what was another one? Okay.
1: Like, Independence, Independence. Frontier. Frontier, Frontier Miramonte, Miramonte, Miramonte. Golden Valley. Valley.
0: And that's it. Those are the those are the newer schools. Yeah. Because back when I was in high school, Did they like,
1: have Bakersfield Christian. Yes, that was there. That was already there. Yeah. It, it's grown since then though. yeah it's yeah yeah. yeah
0: it was really small back then
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but freaking um back then we had we had beggarsville Christian we had uh stockdale uh Liberty it just came around it just it was only around for like one year bro like Damn. two years um east west south
1: yeah all those north the fucking, Genesis.
0: <laughs> fucking, uh, damn it, what's the other one? Uh, we ain't using none of them Vista schools. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say BHS, but uh, BHS, obviously. Yeah. So it was Garces a. Garces, to- been around. Garces. Um. So that's how many schools now? That's nine. Those are the nine schools that were there. I think this is another one. Oh, Ridgeview.
1: Yeah, Ridgeview's 10
0: Ridgeview around. was there, so that's 10 schools.
1: No, for a minute you said Centennial
0: no I didn't Centennial, Centennial was there that's yeah. 11 I think that it's has like
1: 14 to, schools now or like I think they're trying Stockdale to I more. didn't
0: say Stockdale did I
1: yeah you didn't say Stockdale Stockdale, Stockdale that's 12 around. schools
0: that's 12 schools yeah so I, back when I was in high school there was 12 schools
1: god dang That's 12 schools and like 4 or 5 more
0: yeah, yeah. fucking nuts man yeah. city's grown so yeah. you fuck around and get lost
1: yeah, I remember when I went to Frontier. Frontier was made I believe my freshman year. Mm. I think we was it Front when did it, I think it was it might have been Frontier. Whatever school it was, it was when I was a freshman, we played them our first week of uh football and they only had freshmen and sophomores. Right. Yeah. I I I th- I don't know if it was Frontier though. Whatever school it was Um, because the varsity team and the JV team had played a different team. But we played this school, um, and it was just just a trip, knowing that it was only freshman and sophomore at the school. But we went to Frontier for a basketball tournament or something like that, and it was uh, like just a bunch of land out there and then the school. And I remember seeing a crane just sitting in a little – like filled out there. I was like, what the heck? Like what? it's still regular animals out here. <laughs> 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 like you I ain't even kicked the animals out yet. God damn.
0: Yeah, that's fucked up, yeah. 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 Came a long way, man. Yeah. Um Well, I've got nothing else. Um Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. It's been it's been a fun it's been a fun podcast for all those that have tuned in for the whole thing. I know some of you guys are like, oh my God, this is great, but I'm tired. Um, well, you've came to the end, and we appreciate you listening to episode 82. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee.
1: It's your boy K Fings. We're out
0: of here. Peace.